Thank you for joining me on the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, AZ. I find the research and resources and then provide the fire service with the so what, now what, to ensure the health and well-being of every member of our profession. Together, let's thrive. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast. It's AZ, and my guest today is AZ. I'm doing something different, and I'm going to try this on a trial basis. I'm going to add a Friday episode every week. It's going to be short and primarily a solo episode. Now, I do reserve the right to change my mind, have a guest, make a longer episode, but the first few episodes at least are just going to be really short solo episodes. First off, Happy New Year. And if you haven't had a chance, I want you to go back and listen to episode 19 with the Movement Maestro. She killed it. She crushed it. That podcast was dead on arrival. She is absolutely amazing. I'm so honored that she was my guest. And honestly, if you haven't heard episode 19, just press pause right now. Go back and listen to that. What I want to talk to you about today is something that's, it's a little bit uncomfortable because for so many years, I tried to be super inclusive with my messaging so that I didn't hurt anyone's feelings. And so what I'm talking about is that I tried really hard to include all options for all departments and I'm just going to tell you, I haven't seen DIY work very well. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is a department decides, you know what? We need a fitness program. And so much like Kelly Kennedy said in episode 17, generally the chief locks eyes with someone, says, wow, you're in shape. You must know what you're doing why don't you be in charge of our fitness program? And so although that person might be interested in fitness, they might be passionate about helping others, and they might even get sent to a class, generally between 32 and 40 hours, that provides them a certification. There's really so much more to the the program than just fitness. So that's the first thing. When you're looking at a fire department or even a police agency, you should be looking further than just fitness. We should be considering a comprehensive health and wellness program. And by that, I mean education on sleep and nutrition and mental health. And of course, fitness. Those are the pieces, in my opinion, the basic pieces of a wellness program. The other thing we need to consider, the second thing, is that people coming into the fire service typically have very little background in health and wellness. Although, you know, all of us eat, that doesn't make us dietitians or nutritionists or specialists in eating. And the same thing uh, rings true with physical fitness. Even if you personally work out, 
that does not make you a qualified coach for others. So typically these people that are tapped to run the fitness program are simply the women or men in the department that seem to be in the best shape. So more or less, again, the chief is looking at them and saying, you run marathons or you do strongman, or you did a bodybuilding competition or you did fill in the blank. So you must know what you're doing. And this could actually, in a lot of cases, not be farther from the truth. Let's be honest. If health and wellness were easy, there would be no disease There would be no injury other than traumatic injury, and there wouldn't be individuals who struggle with their weight, whether that's gaining it, losing it, or maintaining it, because it's not that simple. There's so much more to it. There's the human factor, and that human factor is really complicated. Typically, members of the fire service are either sleep-deprived and or traumatized. And if we're being honest, our bodies are keeping the score of all of those things. And so the members of the fire department, they may want to be healthy and fit, but the human factor comes into play. There will be pushback for, you know, I don't have time I'm not sure if what I'm doing is working. I'm not certain I'm going to get a return on investment for doing this program. And so, it again, it's complicated. And so putting someone from the department who is simply just, finger quotes, interested in fitness and helping others is probably not going to be that helpful. And I'll take that one step further. Even if you have someone on your department, qualified, experienced, credentialed, you cannot ask them to run a health and wellness program in their free time on duty. We put out fires for a living. That is our priority. We answer EMS calls for a living that is our priority. On duty, the priority of managing a health and wellness program is going to be pushed so far down on that ladder of importance that I can guarantee you that things just aren't going to get done. So what do I think the solution is? And we'll talk about this in a future episode, but I truly believe that the solution is to make the investment in an outside person. And it has to be the right person. You can't just go down to the local LA fitness, pick out the personal trainer who has the biggest biceps and say, hey, you're going to run our fitness program. You're going to run our health and wellness program. Again, you're setting yourself up for failure. So getting that right person, that person with cultural competence, the person like Kelly Kennedy said in episode 17 and Maura Shea said way back, I think it was episode nine or 10, that person that can say, 
I don't know what you do, but I know really well what I do. So teach me about your job and I'll teach you about your body and how to avoid getting injured, how to lose weight or maintain, uh, I'm sorry, lose gain or maintain weight, how to increase your VO2 max, how to do all those things. But you teach me about your job. I'm not going to pretend to know everything about your job. I think that outside person has a much better chance of being successful than that inside DIY option. And I just thought of something and it probably doesn't fit all that well right here, but it's a great little bit of food. It's like a, a thought snack, some food for thought. Let's just step back for a second and let's look at, say, your chief or your battalion chief or your EMS deputy, whatever, a decision maker. Let's look at that person. And if that person is saying in their head, I would really like to run faster, be stronger, shed a few pounds, sleep better, whatever. If that person is saying those things in their head, do you think that the best option for them would be to walk into their local Planet Fitness or whatever gym, hospital-based wellness center, and say, please give me a trainer who was not experienced at all before, but is excited to be a trainer and went to a 32 to 40 hour training. That's the person I want helping me with my precious health and wellness. Let that sink in for a second. Okay. Now that you let that sink in for a second, the other thing that I want to make as a point is that these people that are interested, these firefighters that are interested in helping with the health and wellness program, they can be really, really useful as force multipliers while working under the close supervision of a qualified and credentialed human performance specialist. So I want to leave you again, we're going to keep these short, but I want to leave you with one thought. And that is this simply wanting to help and actually being helpful are two different things. Thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you next Friday on my next solo episode. For now, this has been AZ and I am out.